Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Games Are Fun podcast. My name is Luke Armstrong, and I'm your host. Joining me on this episode are my two wonderful co-hosts, the Beagle Brothers. First, we have Adam Beagle. How's it going, Adam? It's going good. I'm I'm glad to be back on the show after missing the last episode. Yeah, we we definitely missed you here. There was uh, I you, you, like the whole episode. I felt like there's like. Certain moments I could I could hear your voice in the back of my head where I'm like, oh, this is this is where Adam would have a rebuttal here, maybe. Or, you know, I don't necessarily think about that or he would I, I totally know Adam would come to my defense to this. So your your presence was missed last week. So it's great to have you back. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> Steven, welcome back to the show. We, we were just talking uh, pre-show that, that it was the first episode where you were on with just me and Garrett. Adam wasn't there and uh they went it went it was great it, i like i was saying i love hearing you and garrett on the show because there's certain moments where i can take that back seat and just let you two handle the discussion um so yeah welcome back how's it going it's going really well yeah the the garrett the garrett steven interactions can be really good sometimes and not having my security blanket adam there during the episode <laughs> um i'm a little nervous but i think it went pretty well i'm glad that we all uh were able to you know, having that first episode, because usually it's me and Adam or me, mm-hmm. Adam and you, Luke, or um, and usually it's it's an arrangement. I don't know if it was me, Adam and Garrett at any point. Oh, yeah, we might have actually. Right. Yeah, I think we did. So like it's never just been me, you and Garrett and it felt good. It felt right. And it was uh, it was a good show last week. Hope everybody takes a chance to listen to it. Yeah, it was it was as a uh, as a listener, uh, and that being my way of experiencing the show, it was a, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. You guys did great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, speaking of Garrett, I will say at the top of the show, um, I Garrett uh, he obviously couldn't make the show. He he got stuck in traffic tonight. Uh, he was supposed to be on the show tonight. Um, you know, Garrett, with just kind of his regular routine, it's going to be pretty common going forward that, like, he's not going to be able to make some of these, like, more casual episodes. You know, he's going to, um, you, you, he may, he might have bigger appearances in, like, review episodes or special episodes, or if there's, like, a big news story that drops, um, you know, he'll, he can make, maybe find the time then. Because, you know, he has a lot going on um, in his personal life, as we all do. And, you know, this show, every single, I tell these guys, like, it's it's for the fun of it. You know what I mean? Like, our, our personal lives take priority. If we need to take a week off like we did last week to just kind of sort things out, um, then that's okay. You know what I mean? But we really appreciate you guys coming back when we do <laughs> take those breaks. Because, you know, there is that sense in us when we're creating content whether it is streaming or doing the podcast when you take that break there's a little bit of anxiety of going back into it what will have people forgot about us or whatever um maybe that's just my thoughts but you know it there we won't we won't want you guys to know that we appreciate you guys coming into these podcast episodes um even though we don't necessarily have like a set date every week that you can expect them you just you you always show up for them so we can't thank you enough for that but enough with that. We just we had to catch up a little. Let's let's talk about this episode. Um, Pokemon Day 2021 passed, as well as the state of play. That was last episode. We kind of me, uh, you, Stephen, and Garrett gave our kind of predictions. And um, 
pretty much none of them like some, we had some that were in the ballpark ish for sure but we played it pretty safe and uh so we're gonna give our our impressions obviously these events happened a while ago now we're i don't know like a couple weeks away i think we actually recorded that last episode the night before the state of play and what would have been a couple days before the pokemon event so we pretty much like um we missed we missed the schedule we, we couldn't get those hot reactions to you guys but we're still going to talk about it we were supposed to have friend of the show nishan on to talk because he's kind of like mr pokemon and um speaking of nishan i'm going to turn it over to you adam because this is, I think, the first podcast back that episode two of Level Grinders actually released. Uh, do you want to share a little bit of details about that episode? Sure. Yeah, that episode was an absolute blast. Uh, we were talking about Gen 1 Pokemon. It was me and Steven, uh, who's my normal co-host for the show. And then Nishan came on as a special guest because he's super into Pokemon. And and yeah, we just had just a, a really fun discussion. It was great to reminisce and make jokes and and just talk about gen one pokemon and uh yeah it was it was a really really solid time i enjoyed it he was he was a great nishan was a great guest i'm i'm actually really bummed that he's not able to make it on this episode because he would have been great on here too but yeah yeah so definitely go go check it out episode one was chrono trigger episode two was uh pokemon gen one and i think we have episode three hashed out that should be coming uh later this month yeah i'm excited for that episode three um, it's gonna be a doozy it's yeah, gonna be a really good definitely one. i think a lot of people are gonna come out for that one for sure too um steven any thoughts on level grinders episode you you were on that pretty much the same thing i mean it was a it was a nostalgia it was a trip down nostalgia lane right oh, so man. we yeah um, we got into uh the locations in, in gen one uh, our favorite Pokemon, our least favorite, favorite gym leaders, least favorite, you know, just kind of knocking out all the different topics that you can have over a game like that and and kind of uh, uh, celebrating what would have been the game that kicked off a, a revolution, really, whenever it comes to the type of content that you're getting from them, because it's a uh, it's everywhere now, Pokemon and um, just kind of looking at where those beginnings were and and and. Uh, looking at our first our first love in that series yeah and it's great too because it's like it's it's a game for everyone right like nishan who's not an rpg player like we might not ever be able to get him on another episode of level (laughs) grinders unless it's another pokemon game and that just goes to show that like anybody can enjoy pokemon Mm -hmm. so it's just a testament that it's just a, a game that anyone can play and enjoy and love and and has been enjoyed and loved for for many years now absolutely yeah, I, I have to say when you're it's a nostalgia trip, like listening to it too, you know, uh, right at the beginning, I don't want to give away all the, the episode, but I, I want to talk about the beginning as a listener, just when you guys were talking about uh, siblings and, you know, just when your siblings would own the other version that you owned, I'm like, I totally went through the exact same thing with my sister. So, you know, just like a flood of memories came back to me of, you know, she had red, I had blue she had silver, I had gold. And like, you know, the trading that went between that with cable link and everything like that, like, man, that was so fun. There's so many like great memories from that, that heyday of Pokemon, right? Like it it was truly like, I was pretty young at the time, but like, 
like I was obsessed with Pokemon as a kid and it like just it's it's funny now seeing like Pokemon look at how many years later and it's still you know going strong so um yeah we're we're gonna get right into that right now talking about that but before we get the show started we want to remind you that games are fun as a weekly podcast each week adam luke steven and i get together oh that's <laughs> garrett was was gonna host this adam steven and myself um <laughs> Uh, me, myself, and I get together to talk about video game news, trending industry topics, and give reviews on recent game releases. The podcast is available on all your major podcast platforms, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Just search for Games Are Fun on whatever podcast service you use. And um, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when new episodes go up on podcast services. Um, we currently are streaming this episode live on twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast and to you audio listeners i i have seen the statistics and looking at our, our audio plays there's definitely an audience that has moved over to twitch i believe um i i see that um so i'm all i'm saying is to we don't want all you guys like we appreciate we love the that you know we got both platforms i know for myself it's much easier to have those audio moments. You can't always catch the live streams, but the live streams are a lot of fun. Uh, we have pre a little pre-show, a little post-show. So make sure you head over to twitch.tv slash games, our fun podcast, follow us and um, yeah, join us in on these episodes live. And if you can't catch them live, like I said, they are going on our YouTube channel and you can catch them on there. So just look in the show description for the link to our YouTube channel. We don't have a, a custom URL link right now. But I think that's pretty much it for the the general rigmarole. Um, we talked about level grinders already. And so let's get into our first story here, guys. So, Sony State of Play. Um, so the first one in a while, we got our a look at, at PlayStation's, you know, lineup for PS4 as well as PS5. There's some big first first party games um like returnal we got to look at um final fantasy 5 getting that ps5 version so overall like what do um, we think seven, you or sorry seven um <laughs> did i say five you didn't <laughs> that would be something if only if we could get a final <laughs> fantasy 5 yeah. remake like seven yeah. hell yes sign me um, up yeah yep <laughs> i hope you just willed it into existence Luke. i'm calling it right here you have me <laughs> to thank in five years when that comes out um but final fantasy 7 remake um you know getting that integrate for announced for ps5 uh let's turn it over to you guys because you are the final fantasy experts and you guys love final fantasy 7 we've talked about it we talk about it all the time on the games are fun podcast so let's talk about um you know what these updates bring and kind of any general thoughts we have on it so i'll turn over to you first adam uh yeah so this was like the kind of out of left field i know you know listening to you guys making your predictions in the last episode i remember luke said or not luke garrett man what is with us confusing luke with garrett tonight <laughs> Right. Uh, so Garrett had mentioned, he, you know, he's like, we're either going to see something Final Fantasy or we're either going to see Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 
or Final Fantasy 16. And, and he was hella close with that. And you guys actually made him walk it back. So shame yeah. on you guys, because he would have been right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, that was like definitely the hype moment of the state of play for me, because give me anything Final Fantasy 7 right now, because it's just, you know, it, it's 7 Remake was just so high quality. It was so good that, yeah, that's this isn't part two. And, and I know we're all excited for part two but it's a, a new way to experience the game. I'm really looking forward to those updated textures because there were some that were just really <laughs> sketchy yeah. or maybe not even non-existent. Um, so it'll be nice playing through this game with faster load times. There's updated, you know, um, updated like textures and graphics and uh, better frame rate, like, you know, getting the 60 FPS will be huge. And just, you know, experiencing more story, more lore for the Final Fantasy VII universe. It's just going to be so much fun. Um, I, I'm i very excited for this. I just wish it was coming a little sooner. Yeah. I wish I could get my hands on a PlayStation 5. Uh, that's basically where I'm oh, sitting. Oh, yeah, on that's right. You still need to do that. <laughs> yeah. so like my, my big hope is, of course, to get one by June 10th to be able to have. Uh, because the if you have the Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4, you get the free upgrade uh to on the ps5 version uh which is really nice now if you did download the f the free uh uh game not game pass oh my gosh might as well throw uh, game pass at Garrett PlayStation plus. yeah the playstation plus service if you get the free one through the playstation plus service you won't get the free upgrade on the ps5 um for that so just bear that in mind with it but i'm kind of hoping to get my hands on this like adam i'm excited for the faster load times or rather lack of load times uh, better textures, um, all of those things added in. Plus, then, of course, we're getting that Yuffie gameplay and that whole section of game. And the really cool thing is it looks like it's interwoven through the story that we know from 7 Remake, which is going to be really cool. Plus, it's introducing things from, um, uh, what is it? Would it be Crisis Core or... I don't remember because I haven't played all of them. But yeah, they're, they're bringing in... Um things from from like spin-off titles maybe dirge dirge Cerberus, maybe something along those lines but yeah some of the spin-off titles are getting a little bit of a a, a a tip of the hat to them uh through this in that new remake world which is going to be fantastic and it's uh i'm i'm i got you baited they i really thought that they were going to drop part two on us i'm like i'm almost falling out of my seat watching this and i was like oh 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 wait <laughs> it's just, okay it's a dlc all right let me let me calm back down again but um yeah, super excited. Like I, uh, it, it it was at that moment whenever I saw Integrate being introduced that I was like, okay, it's time to get a PS5. It's time to do it. And I've been camping websites ever since, mm -hmm. just watching, it, waiting to try and get my hands on one. Yeah, it is tough. Um, every now and then, I'll like someone I'm following on Twitter, you know, tweets out that they got one and and the challenge. You know, there's still so many challenges with that. I'm just trying to get one for a family member who. Um, is kind of in a very remote area and doesn't really have reliable internet access. So, you know, it's, it's that challenge still of like when they're going in stock, they're selling out still like, like crazy fast. So, you know, it, it I'm, it, it's crazy because me, you and I, Adam, we're, we're just sitting on our high horses here. We got our PS5 <laughs> consoles and then we're, we have the audacity to talk about like, yeah, I haven't actually touched that console. I've just been kind of playing my, my switch and my PC and like, yep. um, but you know, that, that's obviously with, you know, talking about 
lineup and um, games that are available on PS5 and waiting for that library to build and everything. But um, yeah, you know, I, I'm excited to like, we're getting to that year mark almost of when this game came out. And I associate this game with just like that beginning of the the pandemic like really i i think that was like when most people kind of were already starting to work from home at that point in time so like i just remember binging this game hard and the change of weather i'm associating it like with these thoughts of final fantasy 7 are, are coming back so like mm-hmm. it's great that it's just like that timing of like we didn't even have to wait that long for um for this like obviously it's just like you know it's not like it's a, a brand new sequel or anything it is just those you know up updates but i'm i'm here for it like just give me more reasons to turn on my ps5 right now while we're waiting for some of those other first party games to make their way to the console so it does put me in a in a bit of a weird position because i've been really wanting to play through the game again so i'm i'm sort of in this weird position like okay do i play the the ps4 version just so i can play this again Mm -hmm. because i really really want to or do i wait and sit back for another three months until they release integrate and we get that we get that update so it's it's a weird position to be in right now Mm -hmm. i I wish i was better at making decisions but i I think at this rate like my indecision will probably just have me end up waiting until Uh, june anyway but yeah i really want to get back into the game because it was just such a blast and it's like yeah it's been almost a year and i've been you know over the the course of the last couple months it's just this this little voice in the back of my head play final fantasy 7 remake do it i'm right there with you but i'm i did uh make the decision that i'm gonna wait until integrate comes out to do it because it's gonna take it the quality of life change that uh integrate is gonna bring basically it's just going to help improve the experience that much more. You know, you were mentioning textures, uh, Palooza, the one area where you're after the plate collapses and you're kind of climbing up the plate and you look out over it and you called me out on, on this one because I was just like, Oh, I thought everything looked fantastic. And you're like, ah, no, you remember that pump your brakes a bit. You remember that one part? It's like, yes. Well, so they did even- it. They did it too. When you're underneath, what is it? The the sector five plate on the way to mm-hmm. the maker reactor it was, if you look down to, it's the same thing. Like it looks like they, they pulled something out of the original PlayStation one version of the game. And so there's a couple spots like that. And then there was people always complain. There was a, uh, there was a door in sector seven slums that had like zero, literally zero texture to it. And uh, so, yeah, just little things like that. There's little details just to create Mm -hmm. a little bit more immersion are going to be really nice. Yeah. Increased frame rates on it. No load times, just just nice little quality of life things that I'm, Mm -hmm. um, I'm willing and ready to wait for, uh, playing it on the PlayStation five, hopefully again by June 10th. We'll Mm -hmm. see. Yeah, definitely. Give me all the frames, man. Ever since I've, I've come over to the PC side, I I tell everybody it like how life, like it sounds like I'm a sellout to this whole new thing, but like, seriously, you get those higher frame rates and console players are going to start realizing that as they play more and more um, games, you know, that are running at 60 frames per second, you know, even that is enjoyable um, and feels just so fluid and and next gen. So it's going to be awesome to play that one when it comes to PS five. Then we had a couple other things. So uh, Kenna Kina, how do you guys pronounce this? So they pronounced it in the state of play as Kina. 
Okay. I, I thought it was Kenna, and then I heard it for, I think, the first time in State of Play, and they said Kena. So. I think I heard Steven say Kena, maybe. I, I've heard I someone... Garrett definitely did in last in the last Someone episode did. You guys like, did when I was oh, listening. He definitely it? said Kina. I'm like, how did how does he know? Like, because I don't remember them ever saying the <laughs> name of it. And, yeah, I don't remember hearing it before, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he knew. Good job, Garrett. <laughs> Good job, Garrett. Um, it's coming to PlayStation 4 and PS5, August 24th. So pretty much uh just at the tail end of summer. Any thoughts on this uh slight slightly later release date than we maybe expected playstation's pikmin i'll be skipping this one i don't think i'm going to be picking it up but it does look fantastic Mm. um and i and i do believe and i'll throw it over to adam you're getting this day one right and i can see why uh but i i won't be sitting on i won't be getting this one i'll be waiting waiting on that a bit yeah i think it's gonna be day one for me and and i don't know like i can kind of see where you're coming from with the pikmin thing but it's that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it that like I mean you, you you've got the little things to kind of help you out but with Pikmin like there's really no combat like they do all the work and and with this game Keen is actually like doing combat and and things around the world so like I, I don't know it, it seems like the very smallest like relationship to to Pikmin that you could you could find I think but yeah I think it, I think it looks good <laughs> Um, I, I am a little upset that it got that it got bumped because we're seeing and not because it got bumped just in general, but because now so many other games got bumped to later in the year. We're mm-hmm. going to have so yeah. many games coming out at the same time that right now we're in this little bit of a lull and it would be great to have some new games. Although there is one game that maybe it'll carry me over until we get all these games that I'll talk about later. Um but yeah, so so it, we just we have this lull, and I think this happened. What was it maybe last year too, or the year before? And then like the second half of the year is just going to be this absolute like deluge of games, and it's going to be awesome. But man, wallets are going to be hurting. But I'm yeah. excited for this one. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be one that I actually pick up around like on release day or even probably around like this is a game that i i don't know it's just like i i found myself like a couple years ago trying to play as many like games as possible and if you ask me a couple years ago i think i would have tried to squeeze this one in but you know i've really been having a lot of fun with a balance of like modern games as well as like playing older games right now. And I think I've been replacing these, this kind of category of games that I used to like, "Eh, I'm kind of on the fence, but let's just go for it anyways. I'm just kind of replacing that with more retro games. And so, yeah, like that, that, that's kind of how I feel about this one. I would put that in that category. It's just, you know, from what I see in it, it looks, it looks cool. Um, But this is like a game. It's like, if it it was a if a it was on Game Pass, you know what I mean. Obviously, it's on PlayStation, but this would is in my mind a Game Pass game, one that um, that's kind of like a phrase I think it's being a, a lot more frequently used because people kind of understand what that means, right? It's like I'm waiting for it to come to Netflix, right? Um, just based off of what my interests are and what I've seen on it. So, um, so it is going to come out on PC as well, but you know what yeah. you said there, you know about game pass and stuff is that there i there is the possibility that this could be a playstation plus game down the road so yeah, i mean if you do yeah, wait i could see that there's yeah. always that possibility you know and give it 
six months or so and and maybe you'll be able to get it for nothing on uh playstation plus absolutely yeah and that's pretty much where i agree with luke on is like if this is a ps plus game i'm probably gonna have it queued up and ready to Mm -hmm. download to give it a try or put it in the hands of the kids or something like that i um it's just it's within that genre that i know that if i started playing it, i'm never really gonna ever finish it right unless the again unless the plot's like blow my mind like crazy good you know so i don't know it'll be a wait but for the ps plus time frame for sure returnal is coming out good yes it did um i'm gonna actually i only saw a portion of it um i actually so i kind of decided on this game that the first couple trailers the one that was very cinematic of the reveal and then the one that was more showing off the gameplay it was Mm -hmm. just like enough for me to like i wanted to kind of go in on that media blackout on it almost like it was it had this like sense of mystery of like um like surrealism in 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 their environments like they're very abstract in in some of the sections that they've shown off and like i'm just so intrigued by the mystery of it i kind of wanted to to continue that mystery until i'm playing it for the first time so i will i just wanted to preface by saying that that i i kind of skipped over this portion um and made myself preoccupied while it was playing in the background so i caught glimpses of it but you know i i sometimes like to hang on it's it when we're reporting on so many different events and news stories it can be tough to um you know um you know focus on you you want that moment to be real in 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 the moment um sorry you got the spammers in the twitch chat throwing me off my game but uh what did you guys think like there's this game seems to be some people are on the fence some people are like this game looks interesting but i'm still don't really know if i'm sold on it uh steven i'll turn it over to you you say that you're you like the way this game is looking what are your thoughts on it so you know how and i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and frame this into um uh, fedex fedex simulator right um whenever they gave us uh i don't even man i'm blanking on the name of it now because i'm trying to be funny but basically <laughs> death stranding so death stranding they gave us this trailer and it was kind of like oh this is really intriguing right they kind of kind of did the cinematic it's like what's this game going to be about what's mm-hmm. going to happen and then they showed gameplay of it and it's like yeah, go ahead and keep that probably not even <laughs> ps plus thanks a lot returnal <laughs> does the same thing they gave us this amazing trailer that kind of is just like okay draw us in gave some interest and then they give us the gameplay and i'm looking at this gameplay on this last state of play and it's just like this is a day one purchase for me now so like i'm in on returnal april 30th i want this game mm-hmm. and i am really excited for it because it kind of gives this like um mass effect meets resident evil or alien something along those lines mm-hmm. it kind of has that really nice like uh, sci-fi horror mix feel to it and i'm i'm really excited to to, to get to it it's sort of like uh this time time loop sort of thing as well so like uh, i'm just i'm really interested with it and how they're describing how there's going to be uh with it, these dynamic battles where you'll be fighting certain creatures and stuff and they're all going to have different ability sets and you have to manage how you're going to work your abilities into being able to be successful in them and then just kind of like these um whatever it is that you're dealing with kind of utilizing her memories to 
maybe unlock a portion of the story or something like that. Like a lot of, uh, I have a lot of interest in this game and I'm really excited to play it. This is a day one for sure. Yeah, this game looks great. Um, I, I, I think it's been a day one for me for some time now mm-hmm. and yeah, it just continues to, to be that for all the things that you said, I'm, I'm really liking the vibe that they're putting out with this game and you know, it just, I, I'm just super intrigued and I can't wait to see what's, what's all going on, um, you know, behind the, the story of this game and the gameplay. I think it's just going to, I think it's going to be a really fun gameplay loop, especially with that, you know, that like time mechanic and, and things like, I think it's just going to be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited because it's going to be that first game of the year, almost like for me in a sense right because we we've had games come out you know 3d world was like that one purchase i think i made this year that was uh brand new to me because i hadn't played it before and it i you know i'm craving a big game that i've been you know anticipating for months to to get my hands on it finally and um you know that delay wasn't that bad at all just moving it you know basically a month later that's you know I will say, though, it does come out now on the same day as Pokemon Snap. And so I'm kind of like, ooh. But thankfully, I remembered that I totally banked some gift cards I received around Christmas. And I fought the urge to spend some of them. And now I'm ready ready to, to get both of them on day one. So, um, You know, now that you say that, if you guys remember, you you probably have seen this. And, and now I want to see it happen again. So last year when... Animal Crossing and Doom were coming out on the same day. There yeah. was all sorts of like art that people were putting together, <laughs> yeah. like mashups. Like so good. Uh, was it Isabel doing like the Doom guy thing with like the guns, like killing <laughs> demons and stuff? <laughs> I would love to see some sort of like Pokemon Snap artwork mixed <laughs> with this Returnal, like, weird yeah. like sci-fi Returnal vibe. Yeah, give me that. So I, I hope we I hope we see that kind of stuff uh, <laughs> pop up this year. Definitely. All right. Um, and then I guess, okay, I do want to just quickly mention that I did make a joke about Oddworld Soulstorm on the last episode saying, if we see that goddamn Oddworld game again, like when it just get this game out. I'm tired of seeing it at every goddamn digital press event that we've watched on playstation like i i'm sorry it really odd... has grown quite stale hasn't it <laughs> it's ridiculous mm-hmm. like i'm not like an odd world fan by any like i don't know anything about the the series really and um but like even even if you're an odd world fan you gotta be like come on we've seen this exact trailer literally be shown in like multiple different spots so um i just wanted to to mention that real quick but I think there's a there's a big cult following for yeah, our world. It I seems mean, like that's not one of those yeah, it's not one of those mainstream things. And uh, luckily, it's coming out very early next month, and we can get this thing out of the way for something else, you know, because, and, and yeah, be done with it. it. And it's just you know, with these trailers that they're putting out, I don't think that they're selling anyone on the game. They're certainly not selling me, right? Uh, you know, they just it's one of those things they they just kind of keep trying to force feed us like. If we show it to them enough times, they'll like it and they'll all go out and buy it. It's like, eh, I don't think I don't that's, that's how gonna it's going to work here. <laughs> and here it is for free on PS Plus. That's yeah. okay. Go yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Save my storage space. Thanks. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't give it to, you would probably have to pay me You're uh, right. to, to play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, for those that like it and they want to get it, great. Go have a good time. It's just, it's not for the masses, but they just keep on showing it. Yeah. Yep. You heard it. You, you heard it here, folks. We hate Oddworld on Games Are Fun. If you're an Oddworld fan, you're not welcome here. <laughs> In before Game of the Year 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch, watch that happen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. So just for the sake of time, because uh, I want to give as much time to talk about Pokemon, because like that that's I'm sure a lot of the reason people were coming for this episode. So uh, any anything else you guys want to mention on State of Play before we move on? Yeah, let me just say, um, and Steven, he's he's probably going to give me hell for this, but the, the dodgeball game looks pretty decent. I'm starting <laughs> to come around on that. Yes. Dodgeball. Yeah, there I, I've uh, I've seen it when it was in its, um, I guess, beta, you know, it popped up. People were posting gameplay clips and stuff like that on like they just were showing up on my feed. And I got to say, yeah, it's you were you're right, Steven. You were if this game goes off, you're going to I'm definitely going to give you full credit. I think <laughs> just, PlayStation did a much better job of showing the game instead of that there weird like you know the the, the confessional one from the direct, room yeah. thing um yep. yeah that just i i think that took away from the experience and then obviously too on playstation 5 we're gonna get looks like 60 frames a second which i think is it also just makes it look much better than the switch version mm-hmm. like it's not even so much graphical upgrades or anything it's like when you can get that fps it instantly makes the game so much look so much more playable so yeah, they did it. They did a much better job of showing that game off. Yeah, there's a lot of. I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm generating a lot of hype in the kingdom about it during the streams because one of the things that we have going on is uh, there's there's pineapple on pizza side versus non pineapple on pizza side, and we're kind of uh, me the leader of the pineapple on pizza side polar. Uh, he is me and him are going to be getting a match in this dodgeball game together. Uh, to finally establish whether or not pineapple on pizza is, is better than say like a chicken bacon ranch pizza or something like okay. that. So like oh, get, polar get chicken bacon ranch any day. Polar, if you <laughs> yep. listen to this, I'm I'm polar is team pineapple, right? Yep. Okay, polar. I'm up for being drafted to team pineapple all day. I, I'm I'm your man. So if you're listening to this, hit me up because <laughs> I will defend the right. For pineapple pizza in, in any argument I, it's I not right <laughs> uh it's sifu is the only other one that i'll mention here yeah uh, later on this year i think this game looked fantastic i think uh, maybe it was garrett who had said it or something uh but it i i feel like if they make the change to make the fists or make the hits sound a little bit harder mm-hmm. uh we're for a real treat on this one it, it, whenever i was first watching it kind of gave me the the daredevil tv show vibes with the kind of in the hallway brawls with all these all these other fighters coming at you and stuff i'm i'm pretty excited about that one so yeah, that would be good. my mention yeah that shot of like in the hallway like just the yeah honestly just the camera angles that they presented with some of those fights like looks so um it, it looked like you were watching like a kung fu movie and i'm totally there for it. it has a really cool art style and i immediately put it on my list on my phone of like games from presentations that you want to check out later yep. all right let's move on to pokemon because like i said that's what you guys are all here for we wanted to to make you wait <laughs> listen to the 
the first half of the show, but we'll get we'll get right into the Pokemon. So you know, we were t- when we were talking about Pokemon on the last episode, we actually didn't know of an actual direct that was happening yet. We were kind of just making speculation that one was going to you know. Based on history, what history tells us, it should probably air on Friday. And sure enough, like we did wake up the next day and, and find out that the news came true. And we, we got a direct presentation. Uh, how long was it? It was like 20-ish, 25-ish minutes, somewhere 20, in that ballpark. Yeah. Like that. So, you know, not like this huge, robust presentation compared to some of the other ones that we've seen with the direct and whatnot. Um, the Nintendo Direct, that is. But they still pack like some crazy juicy announcements in such a short amount of time. So, which one do we want to start with first? We want to talk about the re the remakes first. I think we yeah. I think that's that's probably the best place to start. Okay, for sure. So, let's talk about these remakes. So, again, last episode we were we were talking about speculation on the remakes. Is it going to be Gen two? Um, you know, Nishan. He, I, I'll, I'll speak for him, because uh, he, he was on the boat that it was going to be, uh, you know, Gen Four remakes were coming. He's been playing Platinum on his stream, um, on Twitch, and so you know he, he was calling it there. The rumors were there uh, online um, surrounding these, but it was finally confirmed. And uh, kind of, kind of interesting is that. You know, it wasn't like a let's go, like some people have maybe speculated. There was a lot of speculation that they were going to use that and kind of continue that as like a remake series, right? Um, But this is just Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes. Um, They're coming to the Switch late 2021. Don't have an exact release date yet. Um, So uh, it is important to mention that Game Freak is actually not developing this game. They're handing it over to ILCA Inc., who have also, uh, they worked on Pokemon Home, Nier Automata, and Yakuza 0. So some like great games in their repertoire. But again, they're, they're dealing with source material that's already been created. So guys, what do we think? Adam, what are your thoughts on this being chosen for the remake Pokemon game this year? So I think it's really good for, for two reasons. This is a gen that I didn't play. So this is giving me an opportunity to go through and learn about this particular storyline of Pokemon and, and the plot that goes with it. And that's all well and good. And I think for the most part, like, you know, it's not like the games are really linked together in any sort of way. Like you don't have to play through the series to understand, like it's not a story continuation. You know, there might be some like, callbacks here and there whatever no big deal but i think the 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 main reason to play this now is because of the next game we're going to talk about because they are in a way maybe not directly related but there is because it's the same region just a different game different element different uh different time essentially so getting an understanding of how it was originally and how like the game was originally intended versus their new version for this region um just it it makes me want to know what what it's going to look how it's going to look differently like how you know the the environment's going to be what the the storyline is going to be and if they do kind of intercorrelate it all so very interested to see all that plus i get to play a gen that i've never played before yeah yeah that's how it's like doing a gen that i've never played 
Um, they could have brought this with standard graphics and I would have been okay with it because it's given it to me on the Switch. Um, I'm going to be able to start filling out the Pokédex a little bit more uh, with the, with that gen. And more than likely, there's going to be reverberations that we're going to feel into Sword and Shield as well with certain ones becoming available on that Pokédex. So that's going to be cool. You know, just a lot of... Just like with... Because um, as Sword and Shield progressed a little bit, you were starting to able to get different starters from different regions and things like that, getting access to them and everything. And then uh, this is probably going to give us the same type of... Same type of thing where more are going to be available in Sword and Shield, and of course transfer them over to home, building out the building out the decks more. Um, and it's it's really just going to come down to now which one I'm going to choose to get, and from there that's it. It's a standard Pokemon release in my eyes, so it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm excited for it. Yeah, po- this generation of Pokemon was weird because I came back to it well after it had released. I think. Because Ruby was kind of like that last generation of Pokemon where I took it, kind of stepped away from the franchise. You know, I think that's when I really got into like my console gaming on uh, PS2 at the time. And, you know, just moved to a different, different genres of games. I really kind of had developed in, as a gamer, if you want to put it. I don't know. Like my, my interests grew. And um, then there was like this weird situation where my younger sister had a DS. I had no interest in having one because I had my uh, PSP. I was rocking the PSP and she lost one. Um, So then like a year later, she got one for her birthday. And I kid you not, like a week or two after that, we found the other DS. So we had two DS rocking and we were going on this road trip and we, we stopped off at uh, the store getting some stuff. And I was like, I should use some money and buy my younger sister and have that same kind of memory I had with my older sister and share that with my younger sister. And so we kind of had this like uh bonding moment over like this gen because that was her first gen or her first Pokemon game. So like I'm very nostalgic for this gen for the those reasons. Um, but to be quite frank, like it's been so long since I've played it that a lot of it is going to feel new when I finally get into the remake. Um you know, watching the reveal trailer, there's certain moments or certain locations that kind of jog the memory a bit. And uh, I'm just excited to finally get back into that. And I, I just like all this Pokemon talk uh, over the last like couple weeks, you know, make me want to like, I need to pick up uh, shield again. And I need to finish that off because, you know, like there's lots of Pokemon coming my way. So I need to catch up. But um. So what do we got to say? I think the, uh, the the greatest like one of the greatest things to hear of all time just was Garrett getting back into Sword and Shield after like yeah he, he kind of bashed that game pretty hard when it came out. He was not a fan, and to see him get back into it and actually end up really liking it, um, I, I got I got a lot of pleasure in that. I got to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember the that episode just like. It was yesterday. <laughs> All four of us were on that episode, and we were talking about Star Wars, Pokemon. Yeah, good call back. Because yeah. <laughs> there was because it was one of those Garrett Garrett Stephen contention moments where we we're just, just sort of like, oh, what are you even talking about? Yeah. This? Talk about the same Pokemon game here? Because but yeah, like he really did uh, uh, kind of pedal back on. It. I'm glad he came around. I really yeah. am because uh, it is a it is a great one. And <clears throat> if you were in the same boat early on. And you're like, oh, Sword and Shield, it's 
you know, didn't meet some sort of expectation for you or whatnot, give it a try again because one, the, the if anything, for the DLCs. Uh, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra are an amazing DLC set, um, and I hope we get more. I, I still have my fingers crossed that we're still going to be looking at maybe getting another DLC set out of them. Although with the next game we're going to talk about, I don't know anymore if that's going to happen. <laughs> fingers crossed. His fingers are still crossed. <laughs> All right, so let's do. Well, let's just briefly touch on the fact that new Pokemon Snap had a new trailer. They showed off uh, some of the new features in there, some tools. Just watching that trailer and really getting um, a look at the gameplay loop and what that's going to look like, man, it just flashback right to the Nintendo 64 and playing this game and, you know, luring them with apples and just all the mechanics still see like seeing them in the new game, but like done in a way that is feel looks modern, you know, um, from what they displayed, integrating some new gameplay mechanics into like that foundation that they established with the first one. It really is like new Pokemon snap. Like, um they're just evolving off of something that they've done that worked and uh yeah are we are you guys getting pokemon snapped is there any okay steven's nodding here so steven's on board adam how are you feeling i yeah i'm totally gonna pick it up um probably a day one thing it's just gonna be that nice new chill game to to kind of hang out in it's funny um you know well i mean i guess it's not totally coincidental but last week I ended up watching um, a streamer that I follow play through the original Pokemon Snap casually. Oh, okay. And then also happened to see another stream of a, uh, a speed run race between two people playing Pokemon. So it was just weird that it kind of both both of those streams happened in the same week. But it actually might have even been the same day now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, that just kind of like reaffirmed that i'm totally gonna get this new game when you think about like Mm -hmm. how good that was and all the possibilities they can do on current hardware it's it's gonna be so good (laughs) yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun and not too too long of a wait i remember when this was announced i was like just i just want it now you've made us wait like literally decade uh, how many years two debt like two decades when did that game right. come out like in late i think you put it 90s, on your your fantasy critic team after they they announced it too didn't you i did i was hoping that they were maybe going to squeeze <laughs> it out last fall but yeah. then uh, i think steven you have it now for this year so hopefully i'm pretty confident that's going to bring in some points for you yeah me too i think it's uh like adam said it's going to be that chill game it's going to be the one that you're settling in settling in at night to to uh, fall asleep to or while watching netflix or something um and it looks it looks fantastic i love the mechanics of it and everything like you said it's a nostalgic trip luke and i'm i'm in on it i'm definitely there it'll be uh returnal to break my brain and have a lot you yeah know, do that that super intense gameplay and then to settle in at night it'll just be a little bit of go and spend some time with the pokemon in the wild it's gonna be great yeah, we'll we'll definitely be in an identical mindset then, because that's my 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 plan I had for it as well. Good deal. All right, guys. So this next announcement. Um, so let's before we even just jump into talking about it, I just want to know, like, before this presentation went, like, and you saw this next game, were you caught off guard? Oh yeah, <laughs> Steven. For sure yeah definitely like <laughs> like wh- how freaking crazy was that 
Yeah, totally because... unexpected. Especially after they showed the remake of the Gen 4s. Like, I just figured that was it. And yeah, was that like, was oh, the wait, hype moment. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you, you had the, the remakes, and then it was just kind of like, okay, we got, you know, Pokemon Snap, we got the remakes, that's probably it. Then we'll get into, you know, let Pokemon Pokemon Weekend kickoff sort of thing. And then they started showing this thing, and it it was it it floored me. It was really just so good. The the really thing the the terrible thing that happened though, I was I was doing a live stream watch with with the community on this one, and the buffering was was keeping things keeping it from us watching like everything specifically live. So we kind of had to bounce back and go back and watch it. But like those bits that we were getting as it was skipping along, it was just kind of like oh oh, oh, oh it's more. It's just so much hype getting generated, and it's just it like broke the internet. Yeah, it, it literally broke the internet. It was just like a fantastic thing to see, and I'm glad they dropped it on us because it was like completely unexpected. Everybody wanted something like this, but wasn't expecting it to happen because of how Sword and Shield was, right? Um, and that's we kind of all thought maybe that's going to be the future of Pokemon is what they're doing there, and then they gave us this. And it's like, I guess not anymore. I guess we have a new vision, which is fantastic. And the way they framed it too, right? So after they showed the the remakes, they they were like, oh, and by the way, we're working on another mainline title or, or however they said it. And that's a, kind of the same wording they used back when uh, the, the year the Switch launched, that E3 presentation. If you remember, they're like, oh, yeah, we're working on a new, I think they maybe showed uh, the Let's Go games. And they're like, oh, by the way, we're working on a new, a brand new title for Nintendo Switch. And that was it. They just told us they were working on it and there was nothing else. So when they came on and they kind of used that same wording, it's like, oh, okay, like, well, we're not going to see this for a while. And then they actually show gameplay. I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> totally unexpected. So, yes, Pokemon Legends, Arceus. Is that, is that that's pronounced Arceus, correct? Arceus? 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 Uh, I don't know. I said I always, I always I said, said Arceus in my head. <laughs> this is the problem when they don't say it. And we need the narrator, Pokemon <laughs> Arceus, <laughs> coming to Nintendo Switch early 2022. Um, Where's Nishan? He would know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Garrett would know. Yeah. So this is going to take place in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl's Sanoa region, but in the past, the feudal past, that is. So um, the game is set, you know, obviously a long time ago in that region and it it definitely has that we we have to talk about the because this was man was this just what the internet wanted to talk about when this game was shown off like holy crap like i could not escape some of the conversations and it was like okay we get it like just chill <laughs> like there's obviously a lot of comparisons to breath of the wild even certain shots of this trailer um you know had had that kind of look to it and there's no denying that right like you look at it and it does have that aesthetic but you know it you just like i it doesn't need to like we don't need to start comparing it to like whatever is this gonna like they're just trying to you know it's a pokemon game that is a brand new direction that we haven't seen before it's a take that you know we we've been asking for this is what i was hoping when sword and shield was coming out when we hadn't seen that game yet that's what kind of people were hoping because we saw that zelda got that treatment we're like well when is pokemon gonna get that treatment when is because like we're in this 
generation where you have this hybrid console that is played in the living room. It's not so we're moving out of these portable games. Give us we we need some Pokemon, you know, living room games um, that can be jo- played on the big screen. And that typically means big open world games that are expansive. And yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, the trailer, like, what do we what do we think of the art style that they're going with in in this trailer? And some of the the techni- one thing I'll is the the art book where it seems like instead of that electronic Pokedex device that we're so used to filling up with with data, you know, for, for the to read back to us, we're kind of getting this. We're going out. We're going to fill up a book and we're going to draw pictures of these things. Uh, and I'm really really excited about that because it, again, it just it's taking something that we're familiar with in the Pokedex, but kind of it's it's flipping it a little bit. And bringing it back to where we're going to be doing this, making little doodles in, and writing down a couple little, yeah, little notes in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have this book of Pokemon that kind of be passed down through the generations, it seems, to our, uh, to whoever we are in the in the future with it in the Sinnoh region. So it's it's got that really cool feel to it. I'm really excited about that. And then the art style, yeah, very Breath of the Wild, you know, but I mean it's a popular art style it's beautiful it's nice to look at and i'm um that's the comparison that i'm taking in that sense and the open world sense but i feel like that this is going to be a a pokemon game through and through you know it's not going to have like i don't think we're going to have stamina bars to be climbing up cliffs and sort of things like that so it's it's not going to have i wouldn't things. hate it if they did right <laughs> I <feel good laughs> <with that. laughs> but yeah the art's gorgeous and i'm i'm ready to start filling up that that what can we call it? The Pokemon art book, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Pokey Pokey Journal, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but yeah I I like the art style in it. It is very Breath of the Wild like, but I think you know that has a lot to do with the limitations of the Switch. Like, you know, obviously they can't go out and and make a 4K version of the game. I mean, maybe they can because there's all the rumors floating around that there's going to be uh, an updated console. And but that's the thing with Nintendo. Like, they don't need to have these big realistic looking games like. When it comes to Nintendo games, you know, there's that we look for that charm and this game looks like it's going to have plenty of charm in it. Uh, it you know, the, the world looks nice and big and open. Uh, the, the, the sort of open world catching that you can do without going into battles looks really neat. Also, the fact that you can still battle. So it's kind of like a mix between like the let's go and like classic Pokemon and I think that's really cool. I, I think that would be a really good direction to take. Um, I know people were kind of complaining, myself included, that the the starters that you get, it's still that basic triangle, the the water, uh, leaf, and, and fire. And they're not even brand new Pokemon. They're kind of recycling some uh, ones from different different generations. And it's like, you know... There's, there's little nitpicks to make, but I mean, in the end, this game looks really good and I'm very excited for it. Well, the the trio that they're choosing, there's plot behind it, right? So I'm pretty sure they mentioned it too, is that your professor that you're working with gathered those specific right. from other regions. regions and brought them in. So like, you're not getting the Sinnoh starters, you're getting starters from places that have already been right. explored, which then opens up this whole idea like, are we going to, and that's why I think that we've, we're, we're kind of looking at the future of Pokemon is because we have a lot of lore to explore here now. Uh, Cause we're going back in time. So there's a lot of other regions that maybe haven't been explored yet that maybe if we're in this same format, we're going to go and see. And, and that I think is um, one of the most exciting things about this, about this new take on it is that 
we are going to have a new way to take a look at the series by kind of doing these early feudal explorations of these places before they're fully developed into the regions that we know. Um, maybe Kanto can be on that list. That would be fantastic is to go and explore feudal Kanto. And, um, Man, that'd you know, be awesome. <laughs> so like i'm gonna i'm gonna say this now because i said it with sword and shield is that we're gonna have dlcs we're gonna have dlcs for Arce arceus and mm -hmm. um it's gonna do the same type of thing as what it did for sword and shield is it's gonna add these other regions into it that we're gonna be able to go and take a look at the exact same way that we were doing in the base game so uh, i'm i'm calling it now write it down all right so make a note <laughs> Nishan, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm I'm calling you out to to keep keep Stephen accountable here, giving you that responsibility. <laughs> I can't help but wonder if we didn't already get the Let's Go games, if Kanto would have been the front runner for this game. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I wonder why they walked away from Let's Go too, or if we're just, we just haven't seen one yet. Another one. I thought I saw something online talking about Let's Go. And don't like quote me on this. This is like, I don't know if it was like a confirmed thing, just general discussion that I read or heard somewhere. But um, there, I thought I remember seeing something that Nintendo said that they never, or sorry, like Pokemon Company never intended to have Let's Go as like a franchise series. And that that was like kind of speculation that kind of built it into being something that was like a confirmed true thing. Now don't quote me on that. That like, I can't vouch where that came from, but, um, where is... yeah, it, but the, but the thing is, is like, they, they also can pivot at any moment, right? They can decide, you know what? We didn't plan for this to happen. It's let's run with it. Cause you know, they're known to do that as well. They, they obviously, they've been doing it for this long. They can, they can keep going for sure with, uh, surprising us with new and innovative, takes on this this franchise so now i where i want to sunset our conversation here on on pokemon it's more actually talking about the platform that's going to be on which is the switch right it is supposed to come out in 2022 you know probably fall we can assume is is going to be fall 2022 is where i think i would personally put it but what i want to ask you guys is this console the nintendo switch you know they're we're starting to it's starting to show its age in certain ways um i think those first party games have no problem because like they they they're designing their games just completely around those where others are ports of games from so many other platforms and stuff so this game it being this big open world like do we like are they going to try to pair this and push it with the Switch Pro next year? Or does the Switch Pro come out this year? I don't know. Do they even do that with Pokemon? Or do they just focus on the Nintendo side and, and look at Breath of the Wild 2 or something like that? Like, is this a game that they're going to want to try to pair in with that? Because it, it maybe that boost of tech in that Switch Pro version or whatever can take this game to a an even better level than what we're seeing here. We see that update next E3 and it's running on a switch pro console and it even is bigger and better than what they've showed off in this year. Any thoughts on that? So I think if the, uh, the rumors are true and it's going to be, whatever it is, is going to be capable of running like 4k, then I think it'll be probably next year, probably late 
next year even if it's just like a, a step up like a switch like a switch pro then i think it'll be out before then possibly this year so it it kind of i guess it depends on what the console is actually going to be and you know as far as like when it ends up getting released but it, it does make you wonder because it's been a while and and by this point you would think that we would have got that sort of half step up that switch pro at this point but also if they're making it handheld again and we still have that that core switch experience is it really going to be able to run 4k i have to wonder it seems improbable but i know they use uh i think nvidia stuff so maybe with the new nvidia chipsets and 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 gpus uh maybe they are able to push that kind of stuff in in that little package i'm not sure but yeah i think it, it depends on what that next version is actually going to be like how high-end it really is going to be are the rumors true and if so i think it'll be next year so the, uh, if you remember Breath of the Wild, if we're framing it within that, Breath of the Wild had its Wii U release and then it also had its Switch release. It kind of was split between mm -hmm. the two sets. They were able to do that very easily between the two of them. Um, we'll probably be looking at a similar situation with this, that if this, if this 4K Switch Pro is coming, um, and, and really that begs the question is, do they even really need to do that just because of how successful just the base switch is right now? Uh, I guess it would depend on what they're trying to do with it uh, in the future with third parties and things like that. But um, if if that thing is coming, it's going to be a split release like that where it's going to have the ability to be beyond the original switch, but then of course have, have this Switch Pro ability as well uh, with maybe better graphics on it or something. I just... I, my my question that I would throw back at you is, does does Nintendo really have to do a 4K system? Do they really have to? If they're not having any plans with third party, um, you know, going for the Returnals or going for the Horizons or anything like that, um, do they need to do it? Do they need to? I don't think so. I, I don't, don't think, think they do. I, I don't think Nintendo needs to do a 4K. Um, just keep doing honestly, your keep doing your Nintendo thing. Bring bring the uh, the Nintendo charm. That's that's really what we all want, I think. Yeah, like and, and to be honest, like I think as 4K has is kind of made its way into the the mainstream vocabulary, everyone kind of understand what that means. Now you walk into a store and they only are selling 4K TVs, right? A lot of the 1080s have kind of been moved out at this point, and I think a lot of people like even conversations i have sometimes like they think 4k translates to bet must be better more pixels on the screen but like there's so many other things and nintendo just does a great job of saying like look look at we have the evidence right now with the games that they have brought to the switch whether it be breath of the wild where whether it be odyssey um you know like it, it, i don't think they need to do anything like that either but i was just curious if you guys thought like an improved version or an improved system could even make this game stand out a little more. Um, I'm interested in seeing how this game evolves and the looks we get at it because it is very bare bones on what they showed. The world looks very kind of empty in, in a sense, but you know, so does Breath of the Wild. But then you realize how, how big that world is to explore and, and some of the details that are scattered in it. So it's going to be fun when, when this one, uh, comes out but I'm, I'm just like anticipating that next look at it but unfortunately it probably won't be until maybe end of this year probably not until next year they'll, they'll maybe have something e3 direct 
I'll probably have something for the E3 Direct with it. And then, but mostly, I, th I feel like, man. so like E3 Direct and then maybe Spring to give us an update. So similar to the Direct that they did now. So maybe Pokemon Day next year, they do another like, here it is, and it's coming out in November, everybody. Yeah, do a whole final. like Direct on it or something. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Or it's their or it's their E three Treehouse game for next year. That's ve that very well could be it. Is it's their Treehouse game for next year because they always do the deep dive on two during Treehouse. I Ar Arceus Arceus could very easily be their Treehouse game for next year. Yeah, they really do like playing Pokemon games in their Treehouse. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's because they can spend four hours in the front half of it and not even not even scratch the surface of the game. And I think that's why. Um, uh, Breath of the Wild was a really good treehouse game. Sword and Shield was a really good treehouse game because they could spend a lot of time just within the first, like, not even the first quarter of it. Give us a good idea on what the game is all about and then, you know, leave us enough mystery for what what else is in our, uh, what else is coming our way. So that would be my guess is that we're looking at a, we're looking at maybe one more update. It could even be the same trailer that we saw at the Direct during the E3 timeframe. Um, and then getting tree treehouse with it next year, next summer for a November release. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for the Pokemon discussion. Um, we're going to gear towards ending off the show here with uh, catching up on what we've been playing. So let's move over into that now. I'm going to actually uh, ask you, Adam, what you've been playing recently. Oh boy, uh, we're gonna be here for a bit. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I I've been streaming Mario Odyssey, been playing through that again, really enjoying it. I actually just beat the, uh, you know, I guess you could say the 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 main story of it last night. So that's that's kind of finished up now. Now I'm just kind of trying to decide if I'm gonna stream more, like if I'm gonna do, you know, all the post game content, or if I'm gonna move on to something else. But man, I, I love Mario Odyssey so much. It it really is pushing pushing me towards like you know when i think of my favorite 3d mario game it's always been mario 64 but like odyssey is really pushing for that top spot for me it's it's amazing so good uh i also played maquette last weekend uh it's pretty short i was able to get through it in just two sittings and the second sitting was honestly very short so you know if i had a little bit more time in that first sitting i probably could have completed it it's it's a fun game. It's you know perspective slash physics based puzzle mm. um, type you know style game and and so they did a pretty good job with it. There were some frustrations with it. I got soft locked a couple times and and I think part of that is because there's really only one solution for each puzzle, which I think was uh, a little bit of a bummer. I would like to see a little bit more freedom when it comes to you know solving puzzles. Just you know could be multiple solutions for it or, or whatever but um but yeah and, and there were some some puzzles that were just extremely obscure like they just seemed way out there and there were a couple where i was just totally stumped on made zero sense um that i i did end up having to look up solutions for a couple of the puzzles it just made me feel really stupid so <laughs> um if you're if you're able to you know get through without having to to look these up you're much smarter than i am which is probably Great gonna be the majority accepted. of people um <laughs> yeah you'll probably do it like i don't have a lot of experience with puzzle games so like 
I, I do okay, but like when sometimes like I just can't see the big picture and you know, you, you kind of have to do that, but there were, there were some puzzles that were really challenging and then I figured it out and it felt really good. But yeah, there were some that, that I just thought were extremely obscure and, and a little bit of a pain and, you know, and, and if they had an alternate solution for it, maybe I would have found one, but you know, it is what it is, but it has a really interesting story too. One that I wasn't expecting. I didn't think really this game was going to have much of a story at all. I think it was just, I thought it was just going to be, you solve puzzles, you go from puzzle to puzzle until you eventually beat the game and that's it. And it actually ended up having a really charming story to it, which reminded me of another game, which I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil anything, but for those who have played this other game, you'll pick up on the reference really quick. And I think you'll really like the direction that it goes with the story. But it also does make it a little predictable if you've played said other game. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it was good. It's good. I, I will say that it's on PlayStation Plus, you can get it for free. So if you have PS5 or even if you only have PS4, I think you can still like reserve it to your library and yeah. then you can download it on ps5 if uh you know if that's, and when you, you pick one up it's actually a really good point to bring up that if you're one of those people that don't have a ps5 and you know that whenever you get that chance you're gonna get a ps5 you know get those games in your library they're just atta attached to your account i think most people are aware of that but um you know fill up that library even if you don't have the console and then when you're got the console and maybe you're fine trying to figure out what to play. You can look in that library and realize, oh man, I have like six PS5 games that I've kind of banked up here. And yeah, that's a good instant library. Good, yeah, good uh, recommendation for sure. So um, yep. yeah, I, want, I do want to check that game out. I, I wanted to play it and I kept saying, oh, I'm going to play it this weekend. I'm going to play it here. And it just like nothing ever worked I'm out. You so, didn't because yeah. I'm, I really want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And I, and that's on, that's on me. Thing. Cause it's like, it would have been fun to have a little bit more of a discussion around it. Cause it looks like my kind of game, right. I'm a big fan of first person puzzle games. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah. Well, yeah, you'll be, I, I think uh, this will be a really good game for you then. So uh, the, the last game I'm going to talk about here is uh, one that I feel like I don't have enough time to talk about because I just this <laughs> isn't this isn't an Adam game. When I when I saw it and I watched the trailer and I looked at it on paper, this doesn't really speak to me. And then I just happened to catch, you know, one of the streamers that I watch. I was I was checking out his stream. He was playing it. I'm like, OK, like whatever. I, I'll, I'll give it a look. And man, I'm like, okay, this looks pretty cool. This this looks good enough. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna give it a try and see how it goes. And I am absolutely hooked on this game. It's Loop Hero, by the way. And I I can't get enough of it. It's it's extremely addicting. It it has really great elements of roguelite. Yeah, yeah. I wanna I wanna say I wanna say the right thing because there's roguelike and road light. And it is a road light, rogue light, uh, in the sense that you can get permanent upgrades and you know, there's unlockable classes that you can get. So you start out as just kind of like a warrior. And and it, it's so simple too. Like you you get put into the game, you go into your, you know, quote unquote run or whatever you want to call it, or loop in this case. And it is, you're just looking at a screen screen where there's a loop of like a road and and your character just travels along the road all by themselves you don't control the character at all 
but you fight enemies along along this path. They respawn. And when you defeat them, you collect equipment, which you can, you are in charge of your, your equipment. And you sort of have this inventory that, you know, as you acquire more items, if, if you don't equip it, you, you essentially lose it because these things can get pushed out of your inventory and essentially tossed if you don't, if you end up not equipping it. And then let's say you equip something, you know, you see something that has some stats that you really like, but then you go to equip something else. That first piece is gone. It's wiped out. So it's not like you can put it back in your inventory and it's like, I'm going to try this one out, but maybe if I don't like it, I'll put the other one back on. Can't do that. But the other thing that you get from killing monsters or enemies or whatever is uh, cards. So it's, a, it's part deck builder too. And with these cards, what they do is they, they're either structures that you place on the map or they're like resources that you place on the map. So the resources you might put off into you know the corners or the sides or or somewhere because you don't interact with those at all they just sort of give you materials when you place them down or they give you uh passive bonuses like extra hp or um you know uh, li uh, life regenerate hp regeneration at certain intervals things like that that you can you can place and and they also give you resources too and the resources when you finish your run either by dying or just sort of retreating back to your base camp you use those resources to purchase buildings which will either give you new cards that can show up in your deck during a run so new structures new resources whatever and uh some of these buildings give you your unlockable classes but the structures that you place they can be a structure that might spawn enemies and and in doing so you might also gain a resource when you cross that tile, or you might gain resources when you defeat those enemies. And, you know, there's there's just so much sort of synergy that goes into when you're placing these or, or where you're placing these, because there's mechanics that come later on that you're going to want to defeat enemies because it's going to give you, you know, like a temporary XP that when you, you know, quote unquote, level up, you can choose a, a skill like a passive trait that's going to last you through the the rest of your run, and so that can kind of, um, you know, that that factors into your your sort of loadout for the run that you're in. And there are boss fights too. I think when you defeat a boss, you sort of open up like a new chapter, which makes enemies tougher. Um, there's there's new bosses to encounter, things like that. So. There's just there's a lot to it. There, it's sort of a, a several different games or genres mashed into one, and it's just it, it's an unlikely, you know, game that just like I said, it didn't really speak to him to me at all when I first looked at it, and then I played it, and it's like I can't stop. I need to, <laughs> I need to play more. It's so good. So yeah, I'll I'll leave it there. Just if you haven't played it already, like. You might look at it and say, this game doesn't look that interesting. But I tell you, if you buy it and you play it, you're going to get hooked. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it. I was looking, uh, I think the day it came out, I was just browsing because I, I, I missed this game. I think I had seen a couple things on Twitter about it. But it, I was just scrolling through like the best-selling uh, Steam games. And it was on there and I clicked on it, watched a trailer and was like, oh, this is interesting. And then when you brought it up, I was like, I literally was just have my eye on that as well. But I, I like I know typically I played games 
with similar mechanics as that that are a part of it um and so i think i kind of wrote it off in my mind of being like oh i don't know if that's gonna be a luke game or like something that i could see myself like really enjoying but then you know hearing hearing your description of it and some of the things and then really watching some more gameplay about it like i i think at this point it sold me i'm gonna buy it um hopefully in this week and give it a try myself and the the thing to add to it is for those listening if you stuck through my rant on the game <laughs> i i probably didn't even the way i explained it probably didn't even do it any justice like it, it's so hard to kind of describe and and have it make sense like you just kind of have well, to wa- watch some it. like yeah watch some like gameplay videos right. on youtube watch the trailer and stuff like that and then yep. you can kind of match that up with your description of the game and and it, it will it'll be a lot clearer that way because yeah it is yeah. one of those games that is very difficult to maybe translate verbally as opposed to just get your hands on it, try it yourself so yeah Right on. All right, Stephen. How about you? You've uh, you've played quite a few games here. That you, um, take it I've away. Been, I've been busy. You've so, been busy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stardew Valley has been my my main that I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of it. Uh, my main farm is on my Switch, so it's my chill. It's my chill game yeah. right now. So, um, basically, what I've been trying to do is sort of get into that beat the game mode where everything is pretty much complete, and I really just have a couple loose ends to tie up. Uh, I've gotten to that point. My my big piece that I wanted to get accomplished um, on this file before I could say, okay, I think I'm pretty much there at the end, at the very end of the game was get to level 100 of the Skull Caverns, uh, which was which I was able to do. And what a trip. It was a bell-to-bell trip. <laughs> like I got up out of bed, grabbed my gear, Hit the hit the obelisk to teleport out to the desert, and basically from six thirty until one fifty a.m., I was in that cave of going from one to one hundred. It was nuts. It was it was That's a wild. crazy. It was one of the most stressful things that I've done. It's the only stressful thing that I've done in that game. Let's face <laughs> it. Um, <clears throat> but I've been uh, wrapping up my ancient fruit production and getting wines made and just. Uh, juggling two farms because the mm-hmm. 1.5 update gives you your main farm plus your island farm uh on ginger island so like there's a you know there's a lot to do work-wise between the two of them and your family doesn't help at all i learned the hard way that your kids don't grow up they're toddlers forever a bunch of freeloaders they don't do any work <laughs> you know so it's like i'm like all right i can't wait for my, i'm gonna have two kids i can't wait for them to grow up so i can put them to work and do chores no nope i would i would love to see someone on year 25 and like their kids are still just toddlers yeah still just babies running around (laughs) why won't you grow (laughs) grow up never never land (laughs) the cows need milked go please um but yeah like the 1.5 is very interesting now i I'm only recently into this game. Of course, Stardew's been out for a while now. So like I've only just recently gotten into it when 1.5 came out. So I didn't know the oh. distinction on where 1.5 picked up and where it wasn't, but now I know. Yeah. So yeah. Understanding where I'm at with the game and hitting that hitting that end game piece. The last thing I want to accomplish then in this in this back half is there's another challenge that's gonna come up uh from Key, Mr. Key or whatever, Dr. Key, whatever he is. He's a real creepy, weird guy. I don't like mysterious in his caves all the time um 
he's got another challenge coming up here pretty soon that's going to be do all 120 levels of the mines in seven days so a seven day period to do 120 levels in, the, in just the mines i i think is going to be easy um but we'll see because i guess there's going to be some new challenges maybe some stronger monsters something along those lines new materials to be found but I've got a really nice strategy that I'm going to take in with me to that, which is basically just have a bunch of bombs and just blow everything <laughs> up. So, and that's pretty like much how I skull caverns. Um, other than that, I've been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons because they had the Mario stuff Mario come out. Did, yeah. yeah, so I'll jump on there um, uh, every day, buy five new pieces of Mario stuff, put down five pieces that I had gotten the day before, and I've been kind of converting my island into mario land so there's there's stuff going on all over the place i can't wait to debut it because i think it's going to be a lot of fun um it's it's arranged in a way where there's going to be power stars you know in certain areas and uh lines of lines of coins that'll take you to certain places i've got four five warp pipes and it's random so the warp pipes the way it works is if you get two of them those two are always connected if you do more than two it's random, so you can jump into one. And it's going to bring you out in a random place on the island, wherever the, wherever one is, and then you can jump back in, and it'll take you out mm -hmm. to another random place. It's 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 a pretty cool mechanic with it. So, and I've I've got them placed in a way like all my most tread areas where I'm doing most of my work. Each day, it's gonna it it pops me back out to those places, and each one's gonna have a different piece from the Mario collection to kind of build a scene out, and it's always gonna be an adventure each time you go into go into my place. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I, I watched uh, I watched a couple streamers um, playing with uh, some. They they were going to Dream Islands that people had created um, these Mario creations, and oh my gosh, dude! Like obviously time traveling to um you know cheat the game a little bit in that way but just like if you're just coming in from a creativity perspective of like totally m basically making it the mushroom kingdom on your island like it's it looks phenomenal some of this stuff in there and like this is the i think the thing that's going to push me it's just like i i've almost done it a couple days now picking up that switch let's re-roll an island completely and um start fresh and, and just kind of have fun with it at this point. So see my challenge is I want to keep five star rating on my Island while I'm doing the conversion, because you have to have a certain amount of decoration pieces up for it to be able to maintain that. So like me doing it, a slow process like this is allowing yeah. me to maintain my five star while converting it right. into Mario world Smart. that I'm trying to do. Yeah. So, nice. um, but yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, triangle strategy, project triangle strategy demo. I wrapped that up last night um, I started this the day that it released mm -hmm. after the Nintendo Direct. Um, I kind of hit one of these modes where it's like, God, I don't want to. I don't want to play it more because I know it's going to end. And I'm not going to be able to go any further. And then I finally was just like, All right, let's do this because I beat Stardew. So it's like, Okay, <laughs> let me. Let me and air quotes, uh, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I air quotes around beat Stardew. So <laughs> watch us on Twitch, and you would have saw that. But the. Um, uh, the demo is so good. Like, I can't wait for this full game. I really can't because the second fight that you get into, the first one's pretty basic. First fight is pretty basic. Pretty basic Final Fantasy Tactics fight that you get into. In the second fight, 
it, they just, they add in some things and it's, and it's an absolute joy. And it makes me very excited to get into the full game and what other type of things are going to be possible with it. Um, little mechanics pieces. I'm not going to spoil it because I know, I don't think you've finished it yet. Palooza, right. You haven't finished it yet. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to get into any spoilers for you because these, these little things that they do in the second fight are, it's just a real treat. It's going to get, it gives a really nice idea. I think on, on how they're going to handle this, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics like game in this Octopath Traveler world now, and it's um, I, I'm I, I can only just say that I'm super excited about it, and I, and I encourage you finish the demo uh, or get the demo if you haven't already, because um, this is going to be a masterpiece of a game, easy peasy. Um, and of course, Final Fantasy 14, been busy in that, uh, doing some content, but you can catch me on on Twitch with that stuff. Uh, I've also started a playthrough of Final Fantasy VIII, finally. Um, this is the Final Fantasy that whenever I was a little bit younger, I picked up and immediately put down. It kind of did not sit well with me. Now it's much, much different experience. Uh, the draw system, which is, was my major complaint back in the day, is like my favorite thing about the game now. Uh, it is extremely OP. I love it. Like You steamroll <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII because of draw hands down um there's like your your grind isn't so much level grinding it's pulling in a bunch of spells whenever you're fighting monsters and you can go in with this arsenal of just like and completely obliterate your enemies but that's been a lot of fun it's the hd remake it is on game pass um and i'm finally um finally playing it does this mean that i'm gonna play final fantasy 13 no because i did <laughs> and it was absolute garbage and i will not play it again <laughs> Um, and then the only other thing is Humble Bundle right now uh, has Stellaris on there for $1. $1. If you are a Civilization fan and you have not played Stellaris yet, go spend the dollar and get the game. Because you are going to never play Civilization again because you'll be playing Stellaris all the time. Uh, but the Humble Bundle is $1 for the base game or $15 for about $137 worth of base game and DLC. It's an incredible deal. I couldn't believe it whenever I saw it. Um, what I ended up doing is I spent, because I already had the base game, so I spent the 15 bucks, got all the DLC, and now I have a code to give away for the base game. So it's a, mm. uh, it was an easy choice for me. Uh, and I also picked up Surviving Mars, which was free for uh, Epic, Games, Epic Games. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be sitting on, and I'll have, probably discuss that a little bit more next week. Awesome. That's yeah. what I've been Great. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing more about Surviving Mars, because a game that, like, caught my eye in the past um tried it out on ps4 i was like no don't want to play this game on a console i want a mouse and keyboard for that one so i uh, didn't really explore too much in it so i uh, you'll have to let me know as you kind of progress in that game what it's like if it's mean your expectations or not so for myself real quick uh I'm still kind of taking my time with 3D World and Bowser's Fury because I'm trying to just 100% that uh, 3D World. And so I'm not stopping until I get, you know, the three stars, get that stamp, get the top of the flagpole. Um, and I will say, I, I am cheating in a certain sense, but mostly just because I'm just like, this is going to take me a long time. And I know that it's going to be hard as hell when we get to the last little bit of this. Uh, so I went and like totally did an infinite life glitch and I have like 500 lives in the bank ready to go. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I, that, there, then there's that like 
I'm going to go through those lives anyways, because I'm not that good at Mario. I'm quite bad, actually. It would actually, like, really offend people how bad I am. So that's why I don't think I'll ever stream a Mario game, because well, it now doesn't... I want to see it. <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah no i like i wouldn't say i'm like horror like now that i've had this game for a couple of weeks i'm definitely i get i get comfortable again you know that was the same with odyssey but it, because they're like i don't know they're just like i i'm terrible with my perception on on certain things and sometimes i'll try to focus on the shadow to to where i'm landing and and then i'll get screwed up with that sometimes and it's just it's it's usually a gong show so i'm wasting lives left and right so i'm just like let's cut that time out and uh you know the setup for the glitch was pretty fun too it's in like world um one or yeah world one dash two there's like a way where you take a shell just in between two spots and just one up till till the sun comes up like it's just like if you can aim it correctly it's pretty pretty easy but the setup is what kind of is tricky um so yeah, I, I love doing things like that, and I'm sure Adam, you speedrunning games, you know, you're familiar with trying to find glitches and stuff like that that can shave time and stuff. So, um, yeah, for sure, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna hopefully beat that, um, and then yeah, I don't know how long that's gonna take me, but uh, other than that, like I've kind of like hit a little bit of a break with my gaming right now. Like I, I think I took on too many like backlog games to try to catch up with like Zelda and God of War. And it just like, I, I took way too, too much off at one time to the point where it was like, okay, whoa, I don't really feel like playing anything right now. Um, and especially as I'm streaming more, uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely taken away some of that free time for gaming, but I've been playing through resident evil. I beat three beat seven on stream. We started with four on the stream last night, about like four hours into that game. Um, playing on PC controls are garbage. Um, I hate them so much. Every time I want to bring up my inventory, I bring up my map. And every time I bring up, want to bring up my map, I bring up my inventory. And it's like, I can't win with this situation. And I'm not even kidding. If you went back to my stream and watched every time I went to open up my inventory, I guarantee you probably 70% of the time I brought up the map first because my mind just wouldn't accept that that was how I got back to my inventory. So um, I think it's because in the other games I've been hitting Y on the controller and then you can bring up map and flip between map and inventory. But now they're just throwing me off and it's a whole, it's, it's out of control. It's, it was brutal, but um so yeah, I'm exploring for mods. Um, uh, cranky, I am cranky friend of the show. He, uh, he found a field of view mod that pulls the camera back and oh my gosh, does that look like a quality of life change? So I'm going to see if I can maybe find some texture mods, maybe some, um, I don't know, just games to kind of spice it up because you, that game does show its age. Um, but you know, it is, it, it, it is in that era of the GameCube and stuff. So it's modern enough that a lot of stuff translates well. If it was any older, it probably would have got, you know, it wouldn't meet that expectations. But it's fun playing an older game um, that's been out for a while. And honestly, a fan favorite. I had people popping in my stream saying, like, this is my favorite game. Um, not even just, like, in Resident Evil, but of all time. So I, I feel like it. the time is now to kind of go through that as we get ready for maiden next uh in a couple months here in may especially with that game being called village 
being very similar in vibes from four. So yeah, I'm just on that resident evil hype. Like no tomorrow. It's fun. <laughs> so four is like, is it post raccoon city? Like, po- yeah. like how's it on the timeline? It's post for- raccoon city. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's set over in Europe. You're, you're playing okay. as Leon, the president's daughter or whatever. It's some dumb story. Like she's been kidnapped by this like cult type people in this village and it's pretty ridiculous and it has those cheesy moments i'm like man this is so like early 2000s vibe of just like these cut scenes and the 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 dialogue options when you go up to things and like press x to like check and it'll be like this table is caked with mud it is absolutely disgusting and it's like (laughs) then you go over to this bed and hit check and he's like this bed is is totally spoiled with fluids. It looked like there was blood on here. And it's like, great observation. Like, I don't understand why he needs... Like, they literally wrote, like, observations he makes on... And they're just so deadpan, so generic, and so, like, great observation, Sherlock. Like, so, there, it's... it's I It has this comedic side to it that I didn't expect, but, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. We're going Returnal, Pokemon Snap, and then we can go into Village in May. That's going to be a lot of fun. And and I think there's like a couple other games in May. May's going to be a little bit of a crowded month, I think, if I remember correctly. All right, let's wrap up the show with question of the week. So this is where we ask you guys a question over on our Discord channel. And you, if you're not a member of your our Discord channel, you got to join right now because we are having discussions over there on the daily. Um, there's a lot of channels over there, not just for games. You know, we have food channels there. If you're just looking for a group of people that really like playing video games um, and just like having a fun time, come over to our Discord chat where the kind of conversations continue after the show. Uh, and you can join that by going to invite.gg slash games are fun. And... Last week, we, or I guess a couple weeks ago, we asked, what was your favorite announcement from recent events and why? We were kind of broad with it because, again, at the time, we didn't know a Pokemon event. Um, But we got that Pokemon event, and first off, we got James Halliday saying, um, of course, also known as Butler Primus, I think if I'm being honest, Pokemon Legends Arceus is my favorite just due to the fact that it's the Pokemon that I've wanted since they announced a Pokemon game for the Nintendo 64. But I am pretty pumped for the Final Fantasy VII Intergrade and Final Fantasy VII uh, Ever Crisis. Um, Ever Crisis is the kind of like, here's all these, it's a mobile, isn't it? Mobile game and all the kind of specific big events that occurred throughout yeah, Final Fantasy Yeah, I think it's supposed VII. to catch you up on all those side stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should be interesting. Cool. Mad Hatter 11380 says Pokemon Legends Arceus and Diamond and Pearl remake. Lots of other good stuff coming, but those two got my hype level over 9,000. And I totally agree with that. That was like that was like a, a stream that would have been great to do like a live reaction or whatever. Cause I remember when I watched that that morning when I woke up, I was like, there was yelling involved for sure. Cause I was totally yeah, shocked. <laughs> live reaction one, I'll tell you. Yeah. I was like, I was going nuts. And chat was going nuts. We're yeah. we're it was berserk. Get hype. <laughs> and then Taylor the Savior says Diablo 2 resurrected and Pokemon Legends 
and the Gen 4 remakes. Most exciting news of the last week by far. Honorable mention to the game uh, Saifu, though, as I loved what they showed from the combat in that game. Awesome. And and yeah, Diablo 2, we talked about that on last week's episode a little bit with uh, that remake there. Um, Nishan just says two words, Sonoa remakes. <laughs> so Nishan, like, he, he's probably so pumped for this. Like I said, he's been playing that platinum, preparing for it. So thank you guys so much for, for responding to this week's question. And I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, we're, we got a lot of anniversaries. There's going to be, you know, we've had a lot of Mario talk yesterday. Pokemon talk seems to be never ending because we're in that 25th anniversary. We've got a lot of Zelda talk, I'm sure, coming this year. But Metroid let's just... Too. What's that? Metroid as well? Yeah, yep. so like, let's... Let's capitalize on these big franchises that are celebrating some big, you know, anniversaries. And let's, I want to keep that discussion going on Pokemon, um, you know, as we get ready for Snap and the remakes coming. I want to know just, this is a very generic question. And I want to know what is your favorite Pokemon? Um, Because there are so many Pokemon at this point. Like back in the day when you asked Gen 1, it was like, you know, you're your your top 10 are, are kind of scattered in everybody's favorite list but we have so many generations at this point so you know don't you don't just have to list one you can list your top five um personal favorites from specific gens or whatever um if you want want to throw out variants and stuff like that too different evolutions that stuff is all what we want to hear from you guys so again head over to our discord we'll uh I think Nishan last episode, Nishan, if you're listening, you got to post that question, man. Cause you said in the chat, I have it on record. You're, you're handling that because I'm <laughs> unable to apparently. So we'll read your guys' responses next week. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up here. Steven, Adam, thank you so much for doing this episode. We got through it. Um, after a couple wrenches thrown in at us at the last minute, but, uh, yeah, where can people keep up with you, Adam? Uh, I'm on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram at AdamPalooza85. Awesome. How about you, Stephen? Same. Uh, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at LordlyKingSDOT. And I'm live uh, on Twitch, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. You can always catch me there all the time. And I love talking video games. Bring them. Uh, who was it? I would think it was Taylor the Savior dropped in. Um, into chats during one of my streams and is like hey hey <laughs> did you see that there's a new teen- teenage mutant ninja turtles game coming out and i stopped everything <laughs> i stopped it all so that like i love talking to you. it does yeah, look so damn um i love talking games while i'm playing like it's seriously a really chill place but that's where you'll find me the most is there on my twitch channel perfect you can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Luke Allen Arm. And you can also find me on twitch.tv slash Luke the Llama. Like I said, streaming Resident Evil. And you can kind of expect me to go live most every other e- evening around between 9.30 p.m. Mountain and 10 p.m. Mountain is usually when I'm starting. And of course, follow the show on Twitter at GamesAreFunPod, on Instagram at GamesAreFunPod, and Make sure you get in that Discord server. We're talking about that Ninja Turtle game. We were talking about how cool it would be um, in, in one of the channels. There was a whole discussion on it. And then that announcement came like a week later. So we basically have this power of willing things into existence. So you want to definitely be a part of that. Um, and yeah. 
remake. <laughs> you did it tonight. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Games Are Fun podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.